My name is Keith Beavers, and this is the last episode of the bonus season of Wine 101. What's going on, wine lovers? Welcome to episode 16 of Vine Pairs Wine 101 podcast. My name is Keith Beavers. I am the tasting director of Vine Pair, and how are you? Okay, for this last episode, we're going to talk about something that's so hot right now. It's called Pet Nat. You ever heard of Pet Nat? I've heard of Pet Nat. You see Pet Nat everywhere? Everyone's saying Pet Nat. What's Pet Nat? Let's get into Pet Nat. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by E&J Gallo Winery. At Gallo, we exist to serve enjoyment in moments that matter. The hallmark of our company has always been an unwavering commitment to making quality wine and spirits. Whether it's getting barefoot and having a great time, making everyday sparkle with La Marca Prosecco, or continuing our legacy with Louis Martini and Napa, we want to welcome new friends to wine and share in all of life's moments. Interested in trying some of the wine brands discussed on Wine 101? Follow the link in each episode description to purchase featured wines or browse our full portfolio at BarrelRoom.com. Cheers and all the best. So before we get going on PetNet, I just, I want to take a moment to number one, thank you guys. Because of you, Wine 101 is one of the most popular podcasts for wine and food on the internet. And I'm just so humbled and so happy to know that this podcast is helping people on their wine journey. Over at my Instagram account, uh, Vine Pair Keith, I get DMs all the time with questions, and I love answering all the questions and just people saying, "Hey, thank you for helping me," and all this stuff. It's just, it's amazing. I don't ever want to stop. And this bonus season was kind of part of that. Bonus season was sort of like I just don't want to stop. I don't want to have a whole like chunk of time off with you guys. I want you guys to keep learning, and I want to keep teaching you guys. And with that being said, oh my gosh, season three is going to be a level up. It's going to be massive. So usually we do about 30 episodes. This episode, this season is going to be 45 episodes of crazy. This is going to be one of the biggest Y101 seasons yet. And the things we're going to be discussing are just insane. I am so <laughs> excited. We're going to talk about Sicily, Brunello di Montalcino, the history of the sommelier, the history of American wine. What is minerality? Yeah, that's going to be crazy. We have, can I, can I, should I keep going? Sardinia, Valpolicella, Muscadet, Chinon, Vouvray, Samor, Languedoc. We have so, Beaujolais, so many things. And that's just a, that's just a little sampling of what we're going to be talking about. So hold on to your butts because on January 5th, which is my birthday, by the way, that's crazy. Episode one of the third season of Y101 comes out. It's going to drop. It's going to drop hard and you're going to love it. And I can't wait. You guys are awesome. You're the best. But right here and right now, we are about to talk about, we're about to talk about, yeah, that makes work. We're about to talk about Pet Nat. P E T dash N A T. What is Pet Nat? It's becoming very prevalent on the American market. A lot of it's being made 
in the United States and it's on shelves and it's, it's new ish. Well, it's new in our minds, but it's old in the world and we have to understand it because I don't think it's going away and I'm not saying it should go away. I'm just saying it's a new style and a new, I'm sorry, a new trend that's popping off that will probably be here for a while. They're fun wines. So we have to understand what they are. In season three, we're going to do a deep dive into the Loire Valley of France because it's crazy important to wine in general and France and wine in France. It's a big deal. And we'll get into that in season three, but we need to talk about it really quick for our purposes today. The Loire River runs through the center part of France. And kind of in the middle of that, there's a town called Vouvray on the north side of the Loire Valley, the Loire River. It's a very famous, well-known wine region, and they grow a grape called Chenin Blanc, and they do it, and they make wine in different ways. Again, we're going to talk all about this in season three. But it's, it's famous. There's castles. It's a big deal. Just south of that, across the river, south of Vouvray, is a little... Appalachian of about a thousand acres of vineyards. They too grow Chenin Blanc, but they're overshadowed by the famous Vouvray region just on the other side of the river. Makes sense. It's a bigger region. It has more cachet. It has more prestige. It has more just, you know, just for some reason it has more eyes on it. This little AOC just south of Vouvray on the other side of the river is called Mont Louis, Mont Louis, Mont Louis. And here they also exclusively make wine from the white grape Chenin Blanc. But here they call it Pinot de Loire, which is Pinot being spelled P I N E A U, not P I N O T. And Chenin Blanc is a very unique variety in the world in that it is able to yield wines at different degrees of sweetness. Again, we're going to get a lot into this later, but also sparkling wine. And in Mont Louis, they have two styles of sparkling wine made from Chenin Blanc, which they call Pinot de Loire. They have a style called Vin Mousseau, which means literally sparkling wine. And they have another sparkling style they call Petillant Naturel. Petillant means spritzy or fizzy. So basically, pétillant naturel means naturally fizzy or naturally spritzy. And the interesting thing about the wine laws in the Mont Louis appellation is that there is no um, there is no um, requirement on the label to say whether a wine that is bubbly is either a mousseau, which is sparkling, or a pétillant naturel which is naturally sparkling. You just got to pop the bottle. And actually, the wines, the sparkling wines of this area are not necessarily known as Mousseau or Petillant Naturel. They're just known as Fine Boule, which means fine bubbles. I just, that's just mind-blowing. It's just kind of crazy. It's like there's two different styles of sparkling with different identities, but there's no label requirements for that so the community, instead of trying to understand that, just calls them fine bubbles. I find that phenomenal. And even though there is no label requirement 
for an indication as to what kind of bubbles you're about to experience, the two terms are derived from two different styles of winemaking within the sparkling wine spectrum. And I go over a lot of that in the sparkling wine episode in season one, but I'll we'll do a little, little you know, refresher here. If a wine is being made into a pétillant naturel in this area, they're using what's called the ancestral method of sparkling wine. When they're making a wine called mousseau or sparkling, they're often using the traditional method of making sparkling wine. And the reason why it's called the ancestral method, ancestor, ancient, is this is kind of the original way sparkling wine was made in that there is no riddling and no disgorgement. This method involves young wine being bottled before all the sugar has been fermented and letting that fermentation finish in the bottle and continue to produce CO2 or carbon dioxide. And it has nowhere to go, so it soaks back into the wine, just like any sparkling wine. But the result is a little bit less alcohol, a little bit sweeter, and a little bit fizzier. Not as much as, there's not as much pressure of bubbles in these bottles. And they can often be capped with a beer cap and then sent out to market. It's going to have sediment in it. And you'll probably want to decant it. And you probably should, even though it's bubbly to get off that sediment off, but it's kind of shows you that this is how it was originally done. There wasn't yet a way to finesse a a sparkling wine until later on, but this is the, is the original way it was done. And in the small Appalachian or AOC of Mont-Louis on the south bank of the river across from Vouvray, they call the wine they make from the ancestral method Petillant Naturel. The method of the ancestral method is not specific to this area. There are a lot of places in France that use the ancestral method. A little place called Limoux, which is in the southern part of France. We'll talk about that in season three. And then also a place called Gaillac, which is in the southwest part of France. We'll also be talking about that in season three. And those are some of the more well-known wines you'll see on the American market. But Petillant Naturel is just a a word used to describe the fizzy wines made from the ancestral method. So other than the laws of nature and how and the ancestral method is used, Petillant Naturel, there's no real rules other than you're just making an ancestral sparkling wine. And you're calling it Petillant Naturel like they do in Mont-Louis. So the term, that term has become very popular because of the, the way the wine is made and sort of the fun, fizzy, easy drinkingness of it all. And because there's no really like law or requirements for this term, there has been a nickname given to it called pet nat. It's just a shortening of the term. So if you see pet nat, P-A-T dash N-A-T on a wine label, it's telling you it's a pet nat. It's telling you it was made from the ancestral method. It's telling you it's going to be a little bit sweet, a little bit fizzy. It's, it's telling you that it's going to have like a 12.5% alcohol. And it's going to be a very easy drinking, fun wine. And that's why you'll see wines made from the ancestral method in the United States 
being marketed as pet nats because there's no real rules. So we're just calling it pet nat. And that's what we're calling it. So with no real rules other than the laws of nature and the way the ancestral method is, is, is used, there's, you could use whatever grape you want. And they tend to be higher at naturally high acid grapes that are used to make pet nat. And you're usually the winemakers are not using their most expensive grapes either. Those are reserved for their other wines. So again, this is like sort of a more of a playful idea. And when you're looking at pet nats on the shelf, you see it on the wine list. You want to ask somebody, but this depends on your, on your preferences. Often when you see a pet nat with a crown cap or a beer cap, it hasn't been filtered or anything. So it does have sediment, but there is a way because pet nats are becoming very popular and they're really kind of running through the distribution of the United States there is a way to clean up a pet nat to be like, look, this is a naturally sparkling wine, but I didn't want sediment in mine to give to you. So I took the sediment out, but it's still my fun wine. How do they do that? Well, that's something called the transfer method. So here, what they do is after they do that sort of, they let the fermentation finish in the bottle and it becomes fizzy and sweet and all that, but it still has all the sediment from the yeast what they'll do is they'll actually dump all the bottles into a pressurized tank. Once all the new wine is dumped into a pressurized tank, they do clarification and filtration methods that I've talked about in the first season that will help, you know, uh, find the wine and take out all the organic material to make it look a little bit clearer or a lot clearer or just clearer. And then after all the sediment is removed, then they will actually add a dosage to the tank to allow a little bit, little bit more fermentation and give some fizziness. And then they'll bottle that and they'll actually put a, uh, a sparkling wine cork into the bottle with a cage instead of just having the actual beer cap or they'll put a beer cap on there, I guess for um, just for aesthetic. So with all this being said, you can kind of see why these wines are popular. They're fizzy. They're a little bit sweet. They're easy to drink. They're often made with uh, high acid white wines that make usually neutral white wines, but now you have this like nice fizziness to them. They have a little bit of a lees contact. There's a slight depth to them. They're not to be taken too seriously. They're great for just hanging out. And often you'll see pet nats come out of wineries that are just getting started, wine regions that are just kind of coming up, but they're now everywhere. California is making them, Washington State, New York. I mean, even Maryland. I've had a pet net from Maryland, from Albarino. The Albarino grape was really great. But just know that pet net, Petillant Naturel, is a, a bunch of different wines. The, 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 the term pet net is used to describe a certain method of how sparkling wine is made. And there are other places in the world that do this. They don't call it pet nat or petillant natural. You have Italy has actually three levels of bubbles and they call it vivace, frizzante, and spumante. And the vivace and frizzante are just levels of sparkling wines that have less bubbles than spumante, which is a full sparkling wine. So if you're having a wine in Italy and they're calling it frizzante, there's a really good chance that it was either made from the ancestral method or the transfer method, or it was made in the Charmant method. These are all basically ways to make wine that doesn't have the kind of pressure a full sparkling wine has. Full sparkling wine uh, 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 pound per square inch or PSI usually ranges around 44 PSI. And you have the uh, the Frizzante 
or Petillant, or they call it in, in um, Germany, Spritzig, that is about 15 to about 35 or so PSI. So you're going to get a sense of really what it comes down to is the bubbles. And this is not to say that other sparkling wines aren't naturally sparkling. You know, you're when you're making sparkling wine, you go through two fermentations. And however you get that done, nature does a thing. And it actually makes more bubbles and you as a human, trap those bubbles and force them back into the or carbon dioxide and force that carbon dioxide back into wine and create bubbles. So Petillant Naturel is not really natural. It's just a, a, a way of making sparkling wine that takes away a few um, parts of a process that were developed later on to make cleaner, more sort of age-worthy sparkling wine. And that term, naturally spritzy, was taken up by winemakers that liked the idea of this. And instead of calling it ancestral method sparkling wine, Petillant Naturel or Pet Nat just, I think, seems cooler and more fun. New, different. Old word, new trend, making it new again. Now you guys know about Pet Nat. Go out there, grab them, drink them with sediment or not with sediment. If you dig them, hashtag me. If you don't dig them, Hashtag me, and I will see you guys on January 5th, 2022, my birthday. Vine Pear Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by E&J Gallo Winery. At Gallo, we exist to serve enjoyment in moments that matter. The hallmark of our company has always been an unwavering commitment to making quality wine experience. Whether it's getting barefoot and having a great time, making everyday sparkle with La Marca Prosecco, or continuing our legacy with Louis Martini and Napa, we want to welcome new friends to wine and share in all of life's moments. Interested in trying some of the wine brands discussed on Wine 101? Follow the link in each episode description to purchase featured wines or browse our full portfolio at barrelroom.com. Cheers and all the best.